Welcome, Pioneering Today podcast listeners. So on today's episode, we are going to be delving into the subject on decluttering and spring cleaning and cleaning our homes. Um, You might be wondering why that's a topic for the Pioneering Today podcast, but I'm sure I cannot be the only one who feels the need to purge their home of some of the clutter. In fact, we have a rare sunny day here that feels so much like spring, even though we're still in the winter here in the Pacific Northwest. It is sunny out. It is in the 60s, and it definitely feels like spring. But one of the things when the sun comes out, and it hasn't been out for a while, I've noticed in the springtime, is the sunlight really brings to light all of the dust (laughs) that has been hiding in the dimmer days um, where I haven't dusted. So while I love springtime, it definitely is a time that reminds me of all the things that I need to do to get clean and to get ready. And I recently was reading an article, and I will link to this in the show notes, but did you know that clutter can also lead to not only stress, but depression? Um, I read this really interesting study, and it's especially with women, on the effects of clutter and what it actually does to us. So I don't know about you, but that gives me even more incentive to get the clutter out of my house. Late spring and summer are filled with raising our meat chickens. We're going to be getting a couple of new piglets to add to the homestead this year again. And of course, there's the garden, then preserving said garden harvest. Um, Fitting in summer fun, we love to go swimming and we love to go camping and do all that kind of things. And so I've really noticed that that means barely any time for cleaning the house. Um, And not just the cleaning, the keeping up on laundry and that stuff, but not any really time devoting to get clutter, getting all the clutter cleared out. Because if you have a lot of clutter, it's a lot harder to clean because it all, it catches dust and it just takes longer uh, to, with all the clutter around. So I've come across some different sites that do clutter-free challenges. And I think that's really awesome. But most of them that I've found are like a 31-day challenge to clutter for your house. And it goes over different specific areas of your house. In fact, I'll link to that one. Um, It's by Ruth over at spinningless.com. You might uh, remember Ruth. She was with us a couple podcast episodes ago. And while I think that's great, honestly, I don't have time every day to attack clutter. And so that means when I do those daily challenges that I feel like I'm lagging behind from the get-go. And then it makes me feel like I can't keep up and I'm just defeated before I even begin. So I can't necessarily spend time every day on a new project, but I can spend time every week. So, and I find that most people, we might not be able to do something every single day, but we usually can find some time during a week to do something. So that is where this comes in. So what I wanted to do is create a six-week old-fashioned spring cleaning decluttering challenge. So, and what's going to make this one a little bit different is pioneering today folks, homesteading folks, uh, farming, whatever it is, uh, self-sufficiency type folks. Our spring cleaning generally looks a little bit different than just a regular house. So for instance, I need to get part of my garden stuff and my seeds all organized and decluttered and went through before the growing season officially starts. Um, The chicken coop, the 
barnyard, um, all of that kind of thing that a lot of people don't normally think of. And then my food storage. So it's not just necessarily decluttering and getting your regular pantry ready, but when you actually do food storage like we do, some things we do, if, uh, we keep a year's worth of food on hand with some certain items. So making sure that that is clutter-free and that we've been rotating our stock and getting that all organized is also key. And also with canning supplies. So this challenge is going to be a little bit different than just your regular go through your house, get it in tip top shape. So what my goal for this is, is I know that there's some comfort when I know other people are going through the same thing as I do. There's like a camaraderie that's built up. And not only that, but when I know someone else is doing something with me, I felt... I'm more accountable. So if I put it out there and I say, I'm going to do this with you and we're going to do this together, then once I give my words to something, then I try to keep it as best as I can. And so there's that in the back of my head, whereas I might be like, well, I don't really want to do this today. But if I know that I'm accountable to somebody else, then I'm much more likely to do it, which is usually a good thing. (laughs) So what I want to do is I want to create a six-week old-fashioned spring cleaning challenge. So what that means is we're going to go through room by room in our house every week. You'll get an email from me on Friday because for most people with your schedules, I find I can, I have more time at home on the weekends than I do during the week and I'm able to tackle those types of things during the week. And so we'll have checklists and tips for you as we go through and tackle each thing together. And it's going to include, you know, like I said, livestock, barnyard things, um, our food storage canning supplies, food preservation, along with just our every regular thing. So if you just have, you know, a house and you don't have, you know, a barnyard or garden stuff to go through, then you can still do it too. Um, Cause we're going to be tackling kitchens. Kitchen is going to be first um, for sure. So we're going to be going through all that. And then if some of you already are decluttered and your house is organized and you're like, you know, I don't need to declutter. My house is already good to go. Well, one, I highly commend you because that is awesome. <laughs> but second, we would love to have your tips and your feedback. So we're going to do a post. The email will go out on every Friday because that's when most people are able to get, be able to use the weekend for to do that, the steps and stuff. So I would love to have comments where people can share their tips that they have on things that they're working on. I'd love to do pictures. In fact, if you're going to do the challenge with me, I would love to see your stuff on Facebook on where you're doing the challenge and how you're doing it um, so that we can really just help each other all out and through this and get everything ready before the big fun of summer arrives and before other things take precedence. So I would really encourage you, um, we're going to create a hashtag and I'm also going to have, you can um, copy and paste it into your Facebook status so that everybody who's doing the challenge, we can kind of tag each other and get everybody going and signed up. So there will be um, on today's episode, if you're listening to this and you're not reading it, um, go to melissaknorris.com, click on the podcast button, and then grab this episode, which is going to be Old Fashioned Spring Cleaning Challenge. So click on that, and there's going to be a sign up button. And so you can sign up to get each of the week's checklists and tips and posts on everything that we're going through. You can get all that delivered straight to your email inbox um, for free so that you don't miss anything and that you can stay with us week through week. And so I'm really excited about this because um, as many of you know, I have mentioned in the past, I am working on finishing up my book that is due to the publishers April 1st. So 
as I have been working on my book, which I'm really excited about, um, but I've been on deadline. And so my house has suffered (laughs) for that, I have to say, a little bit. So I am really looking forward to this because it's going to force me because I'm accountable to you guys, not only because I'm doing the challenge with you, but because I'm also (laughs) writing it. It's going to force me to really tackle the clutter in the house and to get everything organized and clean. And so it's been something I have been putting off for a while. And so I'm really excited to do this with you and to get down to business. And, you know, it's really made me think too, as I was thinking about this is, why do we have so much clutter? And so as I was thinking about it, you know, I think it comes down to a few reasons. And one of them is, I think a lot of times we're trying to feel a need or a loss, and we might not even really realize it necessarily. Um, maybe we felt deprived at some point in our life that we didn't have, you know, as nice of things as someone else, or we, we felt bad. And so by getting those things, we feel better. Um, and I think, you know, the media, we see all these things on TV, the new greatest and late, greatest and latest, this is going to make you feel better. This is going to be, you know, help you out, fix your life. You know, you absolutely have to have this. They show, you know, the commercials always tap into our emotions and that kind of a thing. So I think that that's one of the reasons is we're trying to fill something inside of ourselves with all of these things. Um, And two, I think that we have been conditioned to look at things that are really wants. And we talked about this with um, in one of the previous episodes on um, five ways to spending less, actually. It was a couple episodes back. But I think that we look at things that we assume are essentials or things that we have to have that we that that isn't true because we need so little truthfully. In fact, we were just I was just talking about this at work with my boss yesterday and we were talking about, you know, cell phones and smartphones and the internet and TV and a lot of people do do without those but a lot of us think kind of think of those when you're going through your monthly bills we don't think of those as expendable or something to cut we just kind of think of that as the normal way of life and it's really not and I've also noticed too when I have a lot of clutter in the house and I look around I see the mess and I don't see the things that I do have I don't see you know the the beautiful things that I've been giving or the things that I treasure or just the nice home that I have. And so I think it's important that we keep things pared down to the things that we just really love um, and that are necessities so that we can enjoy and appreciate what we have more. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'll walk into a room and if it's a mess, I just, that's what I see is I see the mess and I'm like, oh, I'll just leave this room. Let me just shut the door so that I don't have to look at this and be faced with cleaning it up. Um, And so, and that's a shit, you know, our house, most of us spend a lot of time in our homes. And so it's a shame to feel that way. So I really just want to get everything cleaned up. You know, and I think that there's a, a spiritual aspect, if you will, to having a lot of stuff and a lot of clutter, because I've noticed that in my life, when I start having this huge to-do list and I'm so busy and every second is accountable and every hour and I have no time if it's not already in the schedule, sorry, I can't do it. I can't, you know, I've just got too much stuff. I'm too busy. 
then I really start to miss out on those little moments that God has planned for us, um, the little surprise things. And I view things that should be viewed as a blessing or an opportunity as an interruption. And so I think that it's really important that we not only declutter the physical sense, but we also look at the spiritual sense too. And I think that they can go hand in hand to a degree. So I would really encourage you when we go through this to consider as well the um, the spiritual aspect of our lives because too much, we have too much, too many things and the more things that we have, which includes clutter, then the more time that we have to spend on those. So I'm really looking forward to this challenge actually. And so in each post, um, I'll probably include some little nugget um, with a Bible verse and that kind of a thing. So it's going to be kind of both our uh, spiritual spring cleaning and also a physical spring cleaning. And, you know, I love it. I love looking back at the olden day things and the old fashioned times. And spring cleaning is something that's been around from a really long time. Uh, you know, there's something about spring and it's hope and rebirth and there's the fresh air from the dead staleness of winter. And so I'm really excited to just move into the whole spring period with you guys. Um, you know, I always remember reading the Little House on the Prairie books and, you know, they would in the spring, they would clean and they would take the rugs outside and you would beat the rugs with a with a stick usually um, to beat the dirt out of them from the whole winter. And I'm really glad that I don't have to do that because we have a vacuum cleaner um, so that I can clean our carpets that way. But, you know, it's really interesting when, when I look back and see all the long traditions and things that people did. So I'm really looking forward to this. So if you're going to go through the spring cleaning challenge with us, I think there's a couple things to keep in mind is one is is just committing to doing it, to saying, I'm going to find, I'm going to make the time to do this. So one of the reasons I'm excited to do this spring cleaning challenge is I have to tell you guys a little story. Um, last year in the middle of summer, things just, when the canning started coming on and preserving the harvest and we were gone a lot of the weekends because we were camping and those were all choices of ours to go, you know, to go and have fun and not be at home. But my garden, I really got behind on my weeding. <laughs> like really got behind on the weeding. So once my plants were established, weeding just took a back burner and it was the most unruly that my garden has ever been. Because we kept up on it in the earlier part of the year, it was the plants didn't suffer from it as far as harvest wise. Um, they were still producing crops because they were bigger than the weeds, but it just got crazy. And it was just one of those things where I just didn't feel that I could keep up with it. Um, and so that was one of the things that I let slide. And there is a danger in letting things slide and not paying attention to the things around us and not keeping up on things. And so there's lots of systems with gardening for weed control, and we're going to implement some of them this year. But one of the reasons that I want to get things organized and clean and done up ahead of time this year so that we're set up for a better success going into summer is when we went out to the garden and started picking in the fall, I started to look at the weeds that were growing and some of them had developed some berries and quite a few of them actually. And when I got into closer inspection, they were nightshade berries and nightshade berries are very poisonous. 
They're a poisonous berry that grows here in the Pacific Northwest where I live. Um, there's a couple of different varieties. Some of them are bright red, and some of them are a dark bluish purple color, kind of like a blueberry, but darker. And they were all over my garden, you guys. I mean, everywhere. And that kind of freaked me out because I have poison food growing in with the food for my family. Now, and it takes um, five, just five berries of this ingested and eaten by an adult is lethal. So you can imagine, you know, if a child ate some, just how toxic and poisonous that these are. Um, a nightshade is also known as uh, belladonna. So I had to immediately tell my kids, remind them, we, they already know, you know, where we live, that there's poisonous berries, which are the nightshade predominantly, not to ever eat anything that you don't know of. But I really had to go through them and I showed it to them. We identified it, but it was all over the garden. And I'm one of those people where I am barefoot in my garden. I rarely w- use shoes in the garden. And so, but the soles of your feet where your skin are, even though you're not ingesting the berries, I didn't want to be walking on them because you can still absorb through your skin. So it became shoes on in the garden and my husband and I took the big, huge plastic garbage bags and we spent hours, believe I mean, there were so many, you guys, you can't even explain. It was, it was, it was you know, I was just, I was horrified that these were everywhere and I hadn't noticed it when they were little tiny, but then it, the, they grew and suddenly they were everywhere. So we put gloves on and we took garbage bags out and I think we ended up, I kid you not, four full garbage bags of these nightshade berries. Um, we're pulling the plants up with the berries and stuffing them into the bags so they, one, they weren't in the garden um, and two, that they wouldn't reseed, which there will be some reseeding. I mean, some of the berries, you know, fell off. That's just the way it's going to be. But it was very eye-opening to me that we can't just let our problems go without taking care of them because it can end up to have dire circumstances. So this, um, so this fall we mulched really heavily with um, leaves so that the ground was covered well so that that should keep any seeds that are down from popping back up, kind of smothering them out. And we're going to try some mulching in the garden this year to smother any that have, that have been in there, any seeds that were planted to keep them from coming up. And then we'll be paying much closer attention and weeding this year so that any do come up, they will be taken out and eradicated before they can start to blossom and turn into something dangerous and poisonous. But so that was, you know, it was just... It was really scary and it was also embarrassing at the same time because it was my own fault for neglecting (laughs) that area and for letting it to come up. And so it really made me look at just different areas of of our home and and things that we're doing um, and the things that we needed to just take care of instead of putting it off for another day. So that is where part of this challenge for the spring cleaning came in is just quite frankly is me looking around my home and knowing that I need to get a handle on things and not that my house is a pigsty. <laughs> you guys are probably going to think I should be on a hoarder show. Um, but I'm going to be sharing pictures and, and tips as we go through things and we've been already taking care of some things um, already. But I really just want to go through and have um, just the necessities, the things that we really love and the things that we need and that we use and not just all of the extras. So I hope that you will join me as we go through this, um, that you'll share your tips and tricks and that all of us will come out with a much 
um, clutter-free and stress-free home and we'll really have things set up um, and like I said we'll be going through cupboards and cleaners um, I'm going to need I have some cleaners in the back of the cupboards that I need to toss because now that I make all of my own cleaners I don't use store-bought ones anymore so we're going to be going over um, with recipes for doing store-bought cleaners um, we're going to be going through makeup so for you girls out there who have, you know, that makeup drawer where it's just overflowing with things that you might, colors you might use or products you've used a couple times but you don't use all the time, we're going to be going through there. And of course, um, with our Pioneering Today twist, we're going to be picking healthier less chemical-free options. We're going to get into food storage. So we're going to get into the pantry and talk about food rotation and storing those foods and replenishing and the different systems um, that you can use to track your food storage. So there's going to be lots of things in there in this challenge um, that I think will benefit you far past the six weeks that it takes for us um, to get through it. So I'm super excited. I hope that you join me for it. And I look forward to meeting with you over it over the next six weeks. So in keeping with our theme here of spring cleaning, the verse of the week um, is actually from Psalm 24, and it's verse 4 through 5. And that is, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. And so I, I read that verse, and it's interesting that it has in there that it mentions about idols. Because I was talking about, um, on the Facebook page, I try to do a, a daily little devotional snippet um, of what I'm reading or what I feel God has put on my heart um, as encouragement. And... I was reading about idols and, you know, there are probably, not that I have statues in a traditional sort that you bow down to as an idol because we don't, but there's so many things in our life that if it becomes more important or it's taking precedence over God or our time with God or God's word, our relationship with God, that can be an idol. And so it's really caused me to kind of sit back and to pray and ask God for him to show me any areas of my life or any things that might be dangerous or leaning towards that, that territory or that definition. And to, to really sit back and make sure that he is my priority. Um, and that it's not just in words, but that it shows itself and how I spend my day and where I spend my focus and my time. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, just kind of one of my little, little pondering thoughts that I have there. And Normally, I share what I'm reading this week, and usually I have five or six books that I'm reading at once, but I kind of finished all of the books that I had in my pile and that I was going through, and other than the Bible, I'm not really reading any books right now, which is very rare for me, Um, but I am really excited to tell you guys that I got sponsored by Taste of Home Magazine to go to a Build Your Blog conference in Salt Lake City, Utah next week. So I'm going to need some books for the plane (laughs) and I'm nervous. It's the first time I've flown by myself. I've only flown one other time and that was like over 10 years ago. So I am not a traveler, but I'm excited. I'm really excited actually. So if you have any books that you're reading right now and think are fabulous, I would love for you to leave them for me in the comments or you can shoot me an email because I'm going to be loading up my Kindle with books for the trip. So I would love to hear about that. And then I will also be sharing um, my experience at the conference. 
and all of that kind of stuff um, in upcoming blog posts when I get back. And I'll also be while I'm there um, on Instagram sharing photos because I'm super excited. I get to meet some of my fellow bloggers. Um, some of my friends who have only been online, one of them is um, Tammy Trayer from Trayer Wilderness and um, Katie Cotts from Mama Cotts. And so I'm really excited. We're going to be rooming together. So you can imagine three homesteading girls in the city. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> So if you have some awesome books you've been reading and you think that I would like them, I would love to hear what they are. So I look forward to you joining you guys joining me and us helping each other on the spring cleaning and we will talk again soon. Thanks for listening.